Hello and welcome to the Drinking Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode number 131, Marvel Villain Rankings. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Featuring three more mystery Guinness mixes, if you listened to last week. You know what we're talking about. Hope so. With your host, Dustin. Saf. Keith. And Noah. Special guest again. Yeah. <laughs> Never introduced the last time. <laughs> That's true. I guess so. we never really did. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, we just jumped right into it. Pale sounds really different this episode. Welcome back. This is episode number 131. This is Marvel Villain Rankings. This is our fifth episode. Fifth episode in the month. this month. Uh, yeah, and we've only, we've only announced it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so this is the second installment of having Noah on, a special guest. Um, we didn't say anything about it last episode, but he's here. <laughs> he's glad to be here. <laughs> You're just here for the beer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we decided that we do a lot of discussion about the Marvel heroes and the movies and all that, but we never really talk about the villains except for, like, this happened. Yeah. And so we yeah. figured... Even in the Captain Marvel episode, we didn't really talk about the villains too much. Like, yeah, because you didn't really know who the villain was uh-huh. until... Yeah. Like, late in the there, movie. Yeah. yeah. So we figured we might as well talk about them. So do you want to set this up? So basically, there are five categories that we deemed as relevant to the villains mm-hmm. and they are the personality power purpose plan and popularity the five p's beep, 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 if you will beep, beep. so personality is basically how well the actor portrayed the the uh, character mm-hmm. and like basically how likable they were uh, power is any abilities or strengths that they might have that would give them a leg up over a different character their purpose would be what led them to become a villain. A lot of these characters have some good reasons, and some of them are don't have reasons at all that are explained in the films. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and these are the MCU like movie villains, not right. just like every villain in the comics or whatever. That's um, a good distinction. <laughs> yeah. Um, then their plan. So, how well their villainary villainary villainy, villainy was planned out. <laughs> and popularity is just how we ranked them on an individual basis about. And then it averaged it out to a score. All of these are out of 20, since there are 20 villains. 20? I thought there was 23 films. And two of them haven't come out yet. Who got left off the list? Loki's the villain in two of them. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. There's really not a villain in Thor, besides like Loki it was trying to get him banished. And then Avengers, Loki's the villain. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, that <clears throat> makes sense. All right, so top 20. Uh, these are just 20 based on our rankings. This is that we based ov- on the overall score after all four, five of these categories, uh, okay. totals. Right. So we went through, uh, we have a spreadsheet that we decided to throw our scores into, uh, Paley Pale Pale did not throw it in there, <laughs> uh, but we went through and kind of, uh, looked at the, the villain and we looked at the power we kind of ignored the other person's score. So this wouldn't affect us at all. 
Some uh, of us were real close on scores, and some mm-hmm. of them are there's outliers. Yeah, it, it was hard. It Being was, one of the last ones to fill it out, I'm like, I don't don't look left, don't look right. <laughs> look at your line. Stay in your line. <laughs> Stay yeah. in your lane. <laughs> but I kind of looked at I looked at the total uh, first, kind of sorted by the total, and then looked for what made them higher or lower. Mm-hmm. Like what mm-hmm. was the whole thing, and that's kind of why I went with that. Uh, there was one that I put that uh, I felt was a much uh, underrated <laughs> total. Oh, in the, so that had a couple outliers for that as well. But yeah, so this is this is based on us. This isn't based on like a website. This is based on how we felt, uh, and we kind of scored their purpose and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I try to do my best <laughs> to mm-hmm. score based on like the films overall. Some of them I couldn't remember what they were doing in the movie, so I had to read the synopsis for the films. But I I tried to give them equal shake. Uh, so what we're going to do for this layout, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, we are going to do the top top 20, obviously. There's going to be 20 to 15. Take yep. a break. Have a beer. Or 20 to 16, I guess, since we're doing five at a time. Yep. Have a beer. Do five more. Have a beer. Do five more. <laughs> have a beer. And then we'll just have the culmination of the top, the top five. five. You have to wait till the very end. I thought that'd be more interesting to mm-hmm. save the top five and then... Instead of just doing them in order of like the movie releases or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So number twenty, Malkith. Malkith. I didn't know how to I'm say like... it. I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I didn't want to say it. Malkith. No. <laughs> Malkith. <laughs> uh, he was the uh, villain in Thor: The Dark World. Uh, he's he's number twenty on this list, but the movie was also like number twenty on the list. <laughs> when we ranked the movies, I mean, I think there were only like fifteen. 14 movies out at the time when we ranked them but yeah i think that was like our bottoms also yeah uh his personality it was meh like he's a dark elf I, yeah. I, yeah i don't really remember him at all i had to definitely look him up and after finding pictures and reading a story i'm like i still don't remember <laughs> yeah. i don't really remember I, I remember how he was portrayed but he wasn't like there was nothing characteristic you know different characteristically versus him versus all the other dark elves mm-hmm. other than he was stronger like he was obviously a clear-cut leader but there was nothing about his character and it probably has a lot to do with those two movies just sucked yeah yeah thor and thor 2 just absolutely there was no personality thor had thor zero even. Yeah. yeah yeah personality but loki had all the personality in those movies and that's mm-hmm. why he is ranked so much higher than yeah. on this list right. as we'll get to later yeah. Uh, so he had superpowers. Uh, I went through this and I... <laughs> I kind of copy, tried to copy what you told me. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of these had to do with comic book knowledge based on movies. Because there's nothing... Nothing established in the movie that... Yeah. Why he's powerful or not. Yeah. So superhuman strength, superhuman speed, agility, stamina, durability, intellect. Uh, all those things, all the dark elves have, mm-hmm. all those abilities... But for him specifically, he wields dark fairy magic, and he's able to control the elements. He can do teleportation. He can uh, That's control. part of the movie I remember, where they're going through portals. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes. he can do all those things. He can wield those magics, right? Hit those magics. <laughs> um, so he had a purpose. He was trying to... Yeah. This says seek power and a dash of revenge, I'm honestly thinking it was 100% revenge. <laughs> Probably. Um, because before, when Boar defeated him, it was seeking power. Boar defeated mm-hmm. him, took the 
ether away and send it to Earth is uh, hidden. They say Boar, but in the movie it was Odin. But Boar is the actual one, Boar's, uh, Odin's father. Because right. um, this is straight out of Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one, he's trying to get the ether so he can do the convergence, so he could just black Destroy. out the everything, just mm-hmm. black out the universe because he's just mad, angry, and stupid. <laughs> he's been locked up for eons, basically. Yeah, and so that was also the plan. I right. just threw that all in. <laughs> right, exactly. Some of the purpose is the plan. That's why it's like, how do you rank those yeah. individually? But yeah, I tried. And then I gave him a 19 because he wasn't the worst on the list, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but uh, but Keith and Saf also yeah, gave decided to give him the 20. So that's why he's the, in the, the 20 slot. Uh, Pale gave him a blank. No, I gave him a blank as well. Do you have an opinion? Well, I didn't have a column on this. Well, <laughs> uh, no. I left you the pale column. I would say that That's movie true. in general was just in a weird spot with the MCU. Where they're trying was. to kind of feel out what direction they're going to go. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, a victim of boilerplate that. villain mm-hmm. kind of thing. So there's, like we said, no personality. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, continuity on his powers was kind of here and there throughout the movie. <laughs> sometimes he's strong, sometimes he's So uh, I would say he's pretty low in my books as well okay so i'd say he probably deserves that last Last. five (laughs) (laughs) all right number 19 i think basically in my opinion these first five are all equally pretty bad like there's there's not well thought out villains the forgettables yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) i can work on speeding this one up a little bit the abomination uh the incredible hulk the uh edward norton incredible hulk which is very for, like left out of every yeah. thing yeah. in this series, just because yeah. it's owned I by Universal. Played their music. That's true. <laughs> yes. Last last week, I played their music. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, all right. So the personality, Tim Tim Roth is great. I liked mm-hmm. his character uh, before he turned into the Abomination. Yeah. So before he tried to poison himself with the Gamma. Basically, he was a army guy, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he goes batshit crazy in the movie. They never really explain it it's just that it's a seeking power yeah it's he he's i don't he doesn't have a real per i don't know yeah he doesn't no they don't real establish anything for him and i think the purpose would be jealousy yeah he's not the strongest or the best so yeah i think maybe he was bullied as a kid <laughs> Fuck it, i'm not gonna make something up for him but <laughs> next story yeah. in the uh netflix series of uh, the incredible hawk maybe they would have established a backstory yeah. and gave him all this but in this hour and a half one movie they're just not much. Said, he's he's mad. <laughs> he's like, a great soldier. Wants more power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His power. He's super strong and ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like grew his spine out of his. Oh back yeah, and he's like something. super pokey. So he's like stabbing the hawk with his elbows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's like his bones just grew too big. Uh, plan become big and strong. <laughs> Smash, destroy. Yeah. No, I. I thought he was super strong. I gave him a high ranking because of that. See, I ranked it just based on how I felt about the character. And the character wasn't well, well established, so he was low yeah. on my list. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I rated him high. The numbers don't make sense, but yeah, he's still 19. <laughs> yeah. He's garbage. It worked out. Because his plan was a one and his purpose was a one. <laughs> like, there was no, nothing, yeah. no reason for him to be there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, number 18. I feel like my, never mind. I was like, my computer's frozen. <laughs> uh, Whiplash. Uh, the problem with this one is Mickey York has a personality. Yes. Yeah. His character Whiplash does, does not. not. 
<laughs> Come on, Mickey. Uh, look, the bird. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I remember about his stupid-ass character. And the lightning. Yeah, all I remember lightning is he had things. whips. Yeah. Like, how, did, how are those any competition <laughs> with right. Iron Man? Uh, so he's got his super whips, his electricity. He's intelligent. I think that's really has something to do with it. He's what, uh, a nuclear physicist or something. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's weapons kill his father or his brother or his son or something, something stupid. Somebody. Most of these people are just mad at Tony Stark for one reason or another. And yeah. Oh, he made guns kill the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> now I'm going to kill his family and a bunch of other innocent people. Right. I mean, I feel like if we had uh, Hammer as the enemy, maybe he'd be up a little bit more. Yeah, but... Hammer is definitely a more interesting villain, but overall in that movie... Whiplash is using Hammer yeah. to build this shit for him so he can enact revenge. So mm-hmm. in, all, in the end, Hammer yeah. it, or Hammer's not really the villain. Yeah, I gave I gave him a 20. Like, out of 20, I gave him super low. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is the worst film. Oh, no. I hated it so much. That iron suit that is in a briefcase, let me put my hands in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't remember much of this movie at all. I watched it again recently. Oh, That's no. why I, I know I, it's I it. always skip it. Yeah, so Keith and I gave it a 19. So basically the opposite of mm-hmm. of Mac male Keith. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes you wonder how uh, the uh, Abomination made 19, but whatever. Just because... The of, math makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> just because of all his other scores, overall, he was not a well-drawn character. Uh, yep. Anything else on him? Is that just crap? No, he got any comment? Yeah, I don't know. They he got typecasted as that stoic Russian scientist kind of thing. I just yeah, it's it puts him in a bad place to begin with, where <laughs> there's not a lot of much uh, personality to work with. And then his powers really the only contention was like the only reason he did so well is because they had to worry about protecting other people in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was you know innately stronger or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just the circumstances, you know. Yeah. That's true. Um, That's Garrett, back when these movies cared about uh, saving, saving victims. And right. then, yeah. Now they just destroy whole cities and without a problem. <laughs> but I digress. But I mean, that's that's also part of like why uh, Tony is so heartbroken when that woman's like, yeah, you killed my son in mm-hmm. Sokovia. Like, so, I mean, it plates to it. Yeah. I guess yeah. that works. Number 17. <laughs> Darren Cross from the Ant-Man, number one. Uh, personality. I actually thought he had a personality in this film. Yeah, I thought he was. He's very yeah. smug. Uh, he's like, "Hope you wanna like one." I, I think overall, the ha- actors they get to play these <laughs> villains, yeah, is like really good. It's just how well they're written is something. Yeah, yeah. you're only as good as you're written. <laughs> like, shrink down the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just evil for evil's purpose. Yeah, his power is just his money. Mm-hmm. He's like his, uh, a bad guy, Iron Man. Yeah, basically. But Iron Man built his stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he's got scientists to do his bidding. Yeah, and stolen tech to shrink mm-hmm. down. Purpose, obviously greed. That uh, seems to be a trend also in this. Yeah, yeah he's a... Greed, need for power, and revenge on Tony Stark. I think those are the three... Yeah. <laughs> three reasons. Three reasons. We all have bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And here it says, essentially, rethread of... Uh, Obadiah Stane, and we know that Obadiah Stane and Darren Cross are connected mm-hmm. in the Ant-Man and Iron Man universes in the comics. So, I liked 
the wasp or the bumblebee or whatever the fuck he was called. What was it Yellow Jacket yeah. or something? Yellow, Yellow Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that character, but I just I didn't think it was portrayed that well in the yeah, movie. He's at kind all. of forgettable. Like we couldn't even remember his name the last yeah, I know. time we what talked about. I call him, I call yes. him David. David Cross. <laughs> David. <laughs> That's close. I mean, that is a person's name. <laughs> yeah. And just, then yeah, yeah, yeah I just I, thought it was He's, it, a lot of these early movies just try to do the opposite of the hero. Yeah. Like, oh, you have a power to shrink? Oh, I have a power to shrink, but I'm bad. bad. I'm a bad version of it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You can be big and strong. I can be big and strong. I'm just bad, and you're good. Like, that's there's really nothing to... Yeah, it's, it's really almost like uh, if you go to... I know this is Marvel, but if you go to, like, a, a Green Arrow... Mm-hmm. movie or tv series all your enemies or villains are going to be people who shoot arrows sure. yeah yeah I'm just, I'm or just flash everyone who runs faster yeah i'm faster than you are <laughs> same thing i can shrink i'm little and then the new one oh i can get this big so in dr strange we have a he's next the villain and we're 16 we have a good magician in and that versus a bad magician like <laughs> yeah that's why a lot of these are so low because there's like not a reason for them to exist besides right. to be the opposite of the good hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of number sixteen, Caecilius, <laughs> Doctor Strange, <laughs> uh, personality is uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's just being evil like he is in most movies. He's yeah. in. He's yeah. in uh, Star Wars, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. yeah. in the Rogue, same Rogue One Rogue with uh, yep. Ben Mikkelsen. <laughs> yeah. Just talked about him. Uh, power, he's a mu- magician. He pulls ha- rabbits out of hats <laughs> yeah. and really scarves out of his sleeves. Yeah, very good at that. Uh, he wants to live forever. <laughs> I think that was his plan, right? Yeah. I, I just, couldn't figure yeah. it out. Yeah. He, I rewatched yeah. it and I was like, okay, he wants to be friends with Dormammu, but Dormammu is like evil and going like, yeah, to suck up the whole world. So well, how, what's in, the plan? Infinite power? I don't know. <laughs> he's uh, just going to kill you. Like, yeah. yeah. Sees untold amount of power. Hobble an ancient group of protectors. Yeah, they're ancient. It's fine. <laughs> then hand over the power to Dormammu. <laughs> Dormammu? Because it's probably, it's more of a, uh, I don't know, more of an understanding of what the ancient one was doing, tapping into this life source. Right. And uh, I can understand that. He's, he's probably one of the first Marvel villains where you can, you can see that Why doing he's doing yeah doing bad because of the good people doing bad you know trying to right those wrongs but doing it the wrong way yeah, or something because they established the ancient ones like breaking the code or yeah whatever to, i don't remember what she was doing but living forever <laughs> yeah being ancient <laughs> i don't know okay it's wrong but she's saying it's wrong and she's yeah. just doing it whatever. right hmm. Uh, I don't remember what I ranked Kitsilius, if I even ranked him, or I just put a number next to his name because I was tired of this damn list. Yep. <laughs> we're all about the same. Hey, we're yeah, the same. Yeah, 17s. Yeah. 17, 16. Yeah. Yeah, he was one I also had to look up. All these bottom feeders. <laughs> I don't remember. I have his uh, Funko Pop, though. I like his like, glowy, shiny yes. eyes. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you two have any thoughts on this guy? <laughs> nope i just i like the actor but like you said he's been in like a bad guy in like every movie and i just went back to um casino royale yeah, he's where great. he's like starts crying blood mm-hmm. and everything i'm like he's just he's born to play a bad guy so <laughs> it was weird because i've seen him in so many other things so it just doesn't mesh that's why i don't like 
when they get some popular people to come in and play things. It's like you're already established as something else. In, in, in the movie, I went to see Casino Royale in the movie theater. And I, or yeah, I guess I saw it pre, but in the movie theater watching Doctor Strange, I was like, that's a scene from Casino Royale (laughs) where his eyes like bleed black. I've seen that before. Yeah, just uh, the scope with Doctor Strange is kind of hard to tackle in the first place when, you know, you're omnipotent, you know, coming from that angle. Um, So trying to, I wouldn't say rationalize it, but try and translate it to a screen. That's then, under, relatable to an audience and right. then fits all of Doctor Strange's backstory into a movie that yeah. introduces this character. Because yeah. I think it's just a hard concept to grasp at the first first place. But mm-hmm. And then you also have a well-established actor who's played the same role over and over. Yeah. So. yeah. I think the problem with doing these uh, origin stories and putting everything you possibly can into them is you are you have some kind of anticipation that there's an understanding of what this character is already. And uh, you go into it with that thinking, then maybe you don't have to put as much of a breakdown and you can shove as much into a movie as you can, mm-hmm. but also try to limit it to the person who doesn't read the comic yeah. books. It's um, a hard line to yeah. walk, I think. Yeah, you're walking along that line. I and mean, then get better at it, as we see down yeah. the list. Like the, some, like I mean, Spider-Man's been had 10 origin mm-hmm. stories, but... Obviously, yeah. didn't have to waste so much time on that. Yeah, for sure. All right, beer time. Yeah, that was a that was the twenty through sixteen. So it's beer time, as I promised. The bottom feeders. The bottom feeders. The bottom feeders. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have several breaks this time. So uh, social medias are gonna pop up. Rat meow. But until then, uh, what beer are we starting off with? Do we have a name for the beer that we're doing? Whose beer is it? Uh, it's either the sour, the nipa, or the. We can do mine first if we want. I don't care. Sure. The name? Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Ooh. No copyright infringement intended. <laughs> with a K or with an N? We can make it a K. That way we can avoid it. <laughs> Sounds good. I was going to say Black Knight. No, that's already taken. Batman. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. Alrighty, welcome back. For our first beer of our Guinness Mixes on day two, we have the... Did we update the name? I mean, we can, we can, but either way. Are so, we allowed to do that? Because, I mean, we're not anybody. changing the name. <laughs> it's we're just, just adding a variant to true. it. Yeah, so yeah. instead of Night with a K of the Living Dead, or Dead, or Night of the Dead, it was what, what, Black Knight? Dark Knight of the Living Dead. Dark Knight. Dark Knight, okay. The Living Dead. That's what a portmanteau or whatever those are called when you combine words like that. Yeah. Combine yeah. title. Yeah. So uh, we have what in front of us? We have zombie dust. Zombie D. Mixed with Guinness. Hence the zombies, living dead, the, black, the darkness. The dark. I didn't want to go 
dark zombies. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Black zombie. How can I do this? Rob zombie. <laughs> I was, I don't know. It, it is definitely a black and tan mix. It's a variant yeah. of black and tan. Black and tan is mm-hmm. IPA and, or pale ale and yep. uh, Guinness. So, you know. But we use the best IPA but available in exactly. Indiana, according to most experts. So, will this make it better? Or will this, oh, God, why did you destroy zombie dust? So, I don't know if anybody smelled to see. it, but that zombie dust yeah. smell it still comes, real, comes through, even hard. though it's on the bottom. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> You're I did zombie dust. Smell like that. <laughs> That's what I noticed when I sat down. I could smell Yeah, get, like, you can smell those IBUs. The hops are all over that the smell. place. It's amazing. It separated really well. I yeah. think out of all the ones, well, well there were darker ones we yeah, had last this week. Yeah, the first but, kind of different colored beer mixed yeah. in. It's, it's an interesting separation. I like the. Can still see the lightness at the bottom of the glass. Yeah. Dustin's got probably got the best one. Yeah, the biggest difference from light to dark. Yeah, mine's mine is literally uh, like a three or a four on our scale. <laughs> Yeah. All the way up to I a think, 50. Yeah, yours <laughs> almost does the whole scale in one beer. Yeah, so it, I like it a lot. It's awesome. Uh, when you first poured it, it kind of looked like a lava lamp. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just kind of floating there. Deciding where I want to go. It's like, do I want to mix it? I don't know. With that big head ball that you threw in the top of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder, though, if the pH balances of the zombie dust has all you know it probably does have a lot to do with the separation mm-hmm. uh the malleability i guess the night nitrogen yeah or whatever in the dentist the density of them yeah. yeah so i'm not sure but i'm i can't hold back any longer no, we need to drink this <laughs> it's a very smooth zombie dust yeah <laughs> it didn't change the flavor uh, it's it like just made it real super smooth. creamy yeah i think it's, it's just such a strong mm-hmm. flavor that you can't really mask it. Yeah. It's almost like what would happen if you nitroed this beer. Yeah. I yeah. think that's like the best way that I could put this. You nitro it, it just takes away the, I guess the back end hoppy flavor is what, no, it's still there. No, it's, it's still there. there. I don't think it lingers as, or it's not as strong. Yeah. Because uh, zombie dust is pretty bitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the IBU is on it probably look it up real quick but pretty high i thought it was on the higher side and this really doesn't seem that high hmm. it just still has that same kind of flavor just not as extreme it's right. only 50 ibus oh really? really surprisingly yeah i don't really think this knocks down the ibus all that much anyways mm-hmm. this is still going to be 47 yeah i would say 46. this is probably a 50 i thought the zombie dust was closer to 100 before but it's still something because it's been a while since I've had a fresh D in my mouth. <laughs> Not just a regular D, a zombie D. Yeah. A zombie D. You only like the necros. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what to do with this one, honestly. Enjoy it. Well, I mean, obviously enjoy it, but the it's the Guinness is almost not there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, I wasn't picking up on anything on the Guinness end, just yeah, the just the mouthfeel, yeah. really, yep. no flavor, right? So I mean, it's not like we can say that this beer is better than a zombie dust. We definitely can't say it's worse than it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing here that says, "Oh God, this is the you know why did I why did we waste this?" Yeah. Um, but in in terms of the competition, 
did this Guinness benefit being put in here? I don't, I don't know. Like, because if we go with how we normally would rank a zombie dust, it's going to kill everything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, what, 475? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. The more I'm drinking it, that bitterness really is being washed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like every time I put my glass down, I keep watching the darkness. It just droops down into the, the IPA and that lava lamp effect. I'm like, I'm so mesmerized. <laughs> every time I put it up and down, it just like streaks down and you can see it moving. But yeah, it really cuts it for it me. Yeah, um, It's more the back end more mm-hmm. than anything. But yeah, you still get the initial zombie dust up front, but that back end is not as bitter um, as before. But yeah, how do you rank this without blowing the rest of them out of the water? I'm going to rank it. All right. I give it a four and a half. Mm. I don't remember what I ranked zombie dust, but I think this is a really, I know it's in the high fours, probably higher than this, but I think it's a damn good i can't really have anything to complain about i like how it adds like a smoothness factor to a beer that i already loved and i don't know if it's improvement but i just think it's different and it's really good uh 475 (laughs) the the ability of it being mixed gives that that feel that look that when you do your guinness mixes you want to have the variations you Mm -hmm. want it to have that feel. So the look is it's on point. It didn't destroy the flavor. It helped smooth things out. You still have that creamy feel to it. And Zombie Dust is the best IPA I've ever put in my mm-hmm. mouth. So god damn it, I hate that it give it a four seventy five, <laughs> but you can't deny it. I'm gonna go with four and a quarter. Um just because I'm not a huge IPA guy. But uh. what I do like what uh what it does to Zombie Dust where it it doesn't mellow out the flavor, but since IPAs have an intense, you know, they bring in a lot of those citrus and hot flavors, it kind of, if you get exhausted by those quickly, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of lets, it kind of brings it down a notch where you can enjoy a little bit more than you usually would. Yeah. So it kind of makes it a little bit more approachable for the people who aren't oh, into yeah, that. Definitely. Yeah. Good point. I'll agree with Saf, four and a half. <laughs> oh, we're playing just, just tips today. Don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to go all the way up there to zombie dust level, but I agree with Noah. No, I love zombie dust, but it can be the flavor and the the hops and everything. It can be a little much if you're not a huge IPA fan, and I'm not a huge IPA fan. So, but just the creaminess, the smoothness, it's just it's great. It doesn't help, it doesn't hurt, but it's just it, it's unique enough as it's most a, of these are. So yeah, it's just a cool uh, experiment, I guess. Yeah, it's a way to say it, like. It's worth a try. It definitely is not going to ruin yeah. either of the beers. It, it is, yeah, for sure. It's really good. Hmm. We were worried when we poured it in. It's like, oh, what are we doing? Right. But no, definitely worth it. Okay. Number 15. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we, we already mentioned him uh, when we talked about number 16, right? Number 16? No, uh, uh, number 17. 17. Uh, Obadiah Stain from the Iron Man, uh, number one. Uh, he wasn't really much of a villain until like the last ten minutes. Yeah, I like yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges in the movie. The overall. dude. That's why I ranked him higher because yeah. I love Jeff Bridges. I think he's Jeff great. Bridges. But he is Jeff Bridges in every. He's yeah, the same, he's character, same character all yeah. the time. But I just I liked his uh, how he interacted with Robert Downey Jr. in this role. Yeah, yeah. He had little personality when it came to the writing, 
mm-hmm. of the film because it's like, okay, cool. You're just that business douche who wants to make more money off mm-hmm. of something. You don't like the innovative ways that the owner's going, but you're still going to try to vote him off the board. Yeah, okay. We got it. Um, his power, intellect, I don't know if he's that smart. He's a businessman. Um, at least that's what he's portrayed in the movies. I'm not sure how Obadiah Stane is in the comics. He's more of like a, a lawyer in the comics. I think he had a good idea to get Tony Stark out of the way so he could take over the business. Mm-hmm. That was where his intelligence comes into it, but like he's not as smart as Tony Stark is in the end. Right. So he had the trust of Tony. He had the super suit. Mm-hmm. Essentially... Tony's designs. Right. And then kind of he beefed just... him up and paid for it. Uh, Purpose, uh, he wants to keep selling power to countries, mm-hmm. essentially. The guys with the bigger guns Profiting win. off a war, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his plan is to... I don't know if he really wanted to kill Tony Stark. It's mainly wanted to get him out of the way. And then when it came down to it, yeah, you're that in the was way. Your... <laughs> That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the way. I gotta go. He tried everything else to get him out of the company yeah. and tried to reason with him and he wasn't listening so he tried to kill him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, where's Obadiah on here? I gave him a 16. Like, I didn't... Like, his character I didn't... I wasn't, like, <laughs> fond of. I also didn't really like that movie all that much. <laughs> and Keith and I gave him a 15. Yep. So, Keith, you either picked my score or Dustin's score on each one. I, I know. <laughs> when I got done, I'm like... So, yeah. so I much mean, I think looking. we're real close on all of these like one off yeah. here there we they, got a big jump but. they were different and i kind of did this backwards i started with one and two i did the first five and then i'm like then i did the last five so i think i had a 14 or a 15 mm-hmm. in there twice but you so did, you i did had it. to go back and redo my like ranking it. so when i did as i look next to him like oh shit now i'm like matched up perfectly <laughs> with these guys they're gonna think i just copied their list yeah. but i was originally a couple off but when i had to redo my listing because i had 15 in there twice mm-hmm. or for whatever reason um yeah we matched up a little bit more so i'm like oh well yeah no you have any idea where you'd put him on your list uh well correct me if i'm wrong but this is the first the very first Iron Man. Man, I was gonna mm-hmm. say. apart from well and also into the mcu or like the modern mcu apart from hulk correct yeah, yeah. this movie came out before this, the hulk yeah hulk yeah, came out like two months after this after movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so we're like 2008 yeah yeah era. so this is our you know genesis <laughs> um but i mean it's a boilerplate villain yeah. right i'm you but bad what we were talking about earlier exactly yeah. a lot of these origin stories just throw in a guy to be the bad guy because you need a, a pro an antagonist yeah. to you, your protagonist. you need a reason to be a hero yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> they don't have a time to go into the backstory so they just kind of say oh here i'm mad now <laughs> yep <laughs> Uh, number 14, Ultron. This one kind of upset me mm. how poorly he was ranked Yeah, because of how poorly he was ranked in the movies. Uh, he's very strong in the comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good character. I, I like his personality. Yeah. It's just they didn't spend enough time yeah. on him. It's Age of Ultron is really like 14 hours of Ultron. <laughs> he's yeah. only around for like a day and yeah. then they destroy yeah, him. And then he's gone. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think his personality was he had fun quips in when he first woke up um, mm-hmm. and then when he was talking to the twins and then near the end 
but he just became more mad. And James Spears' voice is like yeah, perfect, yeah. Right? with those quips. <laughs> so I'm like, this is cast personally. It's like they let James Spader become mm-hmm. Ultron and turn it into himself. So I think it was a perfect casting, or they just they casted the personality there. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Paul Bettany also perfect casting for Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Same same movie like where oh, they right. came yep. with the Vision. So it was just kind of like throwing it out there. I think his plan is where this mm-hmm. character is worthless because his plan is to yeah. lift an island to yeah. drop it or lift a city to drop it on Earth. Like it, it's yeah, the, and that's supposed to be like a dumb. meteor type <laughs> yeah. thing. Like well, just like, good. How how they constructed him where he like dove in and learned all about humanity and like decided that his you know middle point was i'm gonna destroy you like the dinosaurs died. Mm-hmm. yeah just felt really weird because you know, know you could destroy us a lot easier right. <laughs> yeah. you have access to every nuclear missile just fire them right. <laughs> like, start over <laughs> why do you have to go to all this trouble yeah uh yeah the story there's a lot of plot holes in that film but ultran over like the whole Mm-hmm. is a really powerful character in the comics and it's you have the age of ultron comic books you don't have just a one-off it's the <laughs> it's like, age of ultron yeah. and just developed by pym if so. he had a chance to succeed for a little while and then be yeah. destroyed he i think it would have been an interesting villain but the fact that he doesn't even really get to do anything in the movie is yeah where right. where he's it lower sh- on the list it should have been like a continuity thing like they did with Thanos kind of mm-hmm. like split it up. It's like right. he's there. Is he ever really destroyed? Can mm-hmm. you ever really get rid of him? Yeah. And that was probably driven by marketing there because they probably intended yeah. on Infinity War being there, you know. Mm-hmm. Their go to. Right. Yeah, they were building towards that. So. And I know uh, Joss Whedon did this movie and he had a lot of complaints because Disney put him in a box and they wouldn't let him write the story he wanted or do right. what he wanted with any of these characters. Oh, I heard he had a different story. It was going to be really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, and he was like really restricted because they wanted to get to Infinity War and all that. So Right. But it's that's, yeah, once you're in this multiverse in the, the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. you're boxed in. It's like you can only go so far. Right. And then like format for film versus, you know, volumes of a you know, graphic book. novel, you know. Yeah. Or a TV series or something. Yeah. I gave him a six, but that was like disappointing. Like, <laughs> I, overall, I was close. I gave him a seven. I really liked him. I'm like, I wanted to keep him down there. Yeah. I'm like, but your motivation, those other factors played mm-hmm. in. Like, ugh, like his personality is what really lifts him up in yeah. this, but just overall, his character's not perfect. Yeah. Gotcha. By gotcha. Any means. Yeah. By, by all the other accounts, that's why he's uh, at 14. Yeah. Uh, this one, he deserves to be up higher. As in lower, sorry, like in the the back end, but he does. He's very powerful, uh, and that's number thirteen with Alexander Pierce. This is uh, Robert Redford. We mentioned him last week with the discussion of uh, uh, Sam Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, I think what helps him is this movie is really good. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a ton of screen time. It feels like, but I mean, Robert Redford's a great actor, so that that's doesn't. Have hurt the movie at all either right. but yeah yeah his yeah his personality is definite smug but mm-hmm. like deserving smug right mm-hmm. it's not like he was entitled you know it was he built whatever up from the ground yeah uh and he deserves he was you know operative he turned. was able to run hydra inside of shield undetected for years decades yeah <laughs> 
Um, and then the purpose, he wanted to end war by being the constant eye in the sky, essentially taking away people's freedoms, which mm-hmm. there, there's a philosophy out there that if you have too much freedom, then you're a liability. Yeah. That's why there's some third world countries that are not free, but there's little there's crime. No crime. Yeah. So peace through control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the whole Assassin's Creed Big Templar brother. battle. <laughs> yeah. It's like more freedom or do we control mm-hmm. that way to gain peace or mm-hmm. do we get more freedom through or peace through freedom? Right. Right. It was also like the first time that they're breaking away from the I'm you but bad version. Where <laughs> yeah. He has yes. like his own ideology and, you know, uh-huh. it's rooted in some type of moral basis. Yeah. To where he wants to stop something that's objectively bad. Mm-hmm. And there he's is just a reason going about it. it. Right. In a objectively wrong way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. And I can say that about Cap. Cap had uh there was a break in time. Mm-hmm. So he had the boilerplate style villain in the first one. Mm-hmm. But there was eighty year gap or whatever it was, seventy five <laughs> yeah. year gap. From World War Two to Yeah, President. so uh, yeah, it's just, it's, this is the, the starting point. This is going to be what I'm diving in. I can't be involved with everybody. Like everyone's around me is not like involved. I'm diving into this. I'm trying to get into mm-hmm. this. And these are the bad people who are here already. Mm-hmm. And he's dealt with Hitler. He's solved. Yeah. And like, it was yesterday to him. So yeah. he's like, this is bad. What's happening. This should not be going on. And right. He has from, knows from experience and like. People aren't understanding where he's coming yeah. from for some reason. Yeah, so definitely a uh, away from the boilerplate mm-hmm. that you mentioned. I thought it would be interesting if that was uh, he took off his face and it was Red Skull the whole time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what a twist! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one, number twelve on the list. I feel like these probably could have been flipped. Thirteen and twelve. These all the next four were all yeah. tied. I just kind of picked yeah. an order for him yeah. yeah so number 12 is baron zemo uh from the captain america civil war uh his personality is kind of weak in the film yeah he doesn't have a lot of screen time even yeah mm-hmm. um because like the main conflict in civil war wasn't baron zemo but yeah. baron zemo made it happen yeah he was the driving force behind tony and uh captain america's whole plot point yeah mm-hmm. there was already the hostility from the sokovia accords mm-hmm. but because of baron zemo bringing winter soldier into this and yeah. making emotional stakes for both characters yeah. which makes you wonder if it wasn't for baron zemo would bucky be fully unlocked mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. We're, we're all we don't know mm-hmm. Uh, so his power is he had a well thought out plan. <laughs> <A> well thought <laughs> he's, he's just a guy. He doesn't have just like a dude. strength. Right? Yeah, he's, he's just like smart, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he, he used to be uh, in Sokovia. He was uh, like special ops or whatever, mm-hmm. I think. But he was able to find the little, the little handbook code yeah. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. unlocked Winter Soldier and all mm-hmm. that. So like. His comic book character is villain, is top five villain. Yeah, that's that's the only sad point. Is yeah. like he's a, based on a great character that mm-hmm. he doesn't really get the scream time he deserves. Yeah, uh, his purpose is to get revenge on Tony because Tony is the one who people view as the one who blew up Sokovia, uh, even though it was an entire team effort. <laughs> he well, but him kind and of, Bruce, yeah, created Ultron essentially. Yeah, that yeah yeah for sure. Uh, Hank Pym gets left out. 
Um, <laughs> he was busy doing some other stuff. But it, it almost the 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 whole like plan, and it's almost like meta plan. He kind of pulls out the the changes and of the the, the different multi storylines, mm-hmm. grabs all the plot holes, <laughs> and then puts it all together, and then exploits it all, yeah. and then that's yeah. what drives everybody apart and brings essentially everyone together. Right. So he answers a lot of uh, plot hole questions on there, but. Um, I think we all pretty much agreed. Dustin gave him a twelve. Keith and I gave him an eleven. So yeah. we and he ended up at a twelve. So that's kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just right there. Because I feel like a lot of these villains that had really in depth and well thought out personalities and characteristics just didn't translate well mm-hmm. into the MCU just because of you know attention spans of right. their target audience and you know not breaking it out into three parts you know, two hours long movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Right. I mean, the problem with doing that is you can't have Chris Evans working seven days a week on his body to be in like a third of the movie. Cause yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And well, then you got like all the other Avengers. Basically, like, right. And you do this for years. For all of these people. Yeah. You can't make 10 movies mm-hmm. right. of all the Captain America villains and expect Chris, uh, Chris Evans to sign away 30 years of his life. <laughs> to, well, they're yeah. making it easier now with digital. Just get some <laughs> just, yeah, digital buffness in there. Just do like the 300 movie and paint yeah, the abs paint on. them on. Yeah. Uh, and then last. the last one before the next beer, number 11, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. I enjoyed him per se, but I did not want him to be the main villain. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. disappointing. Mandarin should have been the main villain. weird twist they did with that movie, yeah. but uh, at least they gave him, uh, Guy Pierce like, yeah. uh, something to grasp onto. They mm-hmm. gave him a reason. They showed the backstory between him and Tony Stark and did all yeah. that. He also, yeah. very smug personality, but like deservingly smug. Mm-hmm. Because he, you literally know that he started with nothing. Mm-hmm. You literally know this. And Tony Stark was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know? So yeah. he's not wrong in being upset about it. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't vent it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I mean, he honestly was a few steps away from killing himself. Mm-hmm. And then he decided to, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, like, plotting against Tony. <laughs> yeah. Found my purpose. <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Yeah, but he's crazy. But his plan to make the Mandarin Mm -hmm. this figurehead that Mm -hmm. everybody's scared of while he does all his stuff over here in the shadows was kind of a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you do want the Mandarin to be a huge villain because he is in the comics. Mm -hmm. Righty then. Okay, so that is the top, well, the the back end of the 10. Um, We're going to take another break here. We're going to talk a little Patreon. And then we're going to prepare the next beer, which is going to be which one? The Keep the IPA and then save the other Yeah, one. we'll do mine. I have to okay. look up what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> um, make Ireland Juicy Again. Ooh. Ooh. This is going to be Heretics. Yep. Uh, make America Juicy, juicy again. again. Yep. Called it! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it anymore. Just yep. beer. beer. <laughs> do you like what Drinking Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon. 
with all nerdy stuff to provide you. You could become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You'd become a mega geek and we could pick a topic for a future show. You could become an uber geek and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. Alrighty, welcome back. And we have another beer in front of us. It is in the same category as the IPA, so it kind of matches the zombie dust from earlier. But this one is actually juicier. Uh, I spoiled it a little bit earlier when I guessed it. <laughs> yes. You did reveal it. I did reveal it on a guess. I felt like I was obligated yeah. to guess. Oh, definitely. Um, it was actually fun, but I'll just reiterate if you skipped ahead or whatever. This is beer number two. We are doing a Make Ireland Hazy Again. Make Juice. Ireland Juicy Again. Uh, make, juicy. Juice. make America Juicy Again is the yeah, name of the beer. beer. So this is a NEPA. Uh, they, they actually qualified as a NEPA or they qualified as a Juicy Hazy? It says New England style India Pale Ale on the can, okay. I believe. So NEPA. We are Nipa. I've had this off the show before. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like IPA or Nipa over the summer, mm-hmm. and I, I went and bought it just to see how it was. Uh, so I have my ranking of it before. But I'm have you had it? Too. No? Just one of the cans. Just one of the cans? Okay. Before I mixed it. Yeah. All right. What were your thoughts on it? I think it's really good. Really good. I thought it was pretty good, too. Everything I've had from... Heritage uh, has been pretty brew. good, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw a new one out in the store, the hazelnut uh, sh- chocolate porter or yep. something that they mm-hmm. had. That's something new. I saw someone post a shallow grave on Instagram the other day. Like, oh, we need God, to find that, that again. again. Yeah, so I thought I saw it in Indy. I'll have to look again to see. Because I was like, that sounds familiar. But then I just didn't grab it. That's <laughs> my bad if that's the case. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, so, The true lost episode. We'll never get that back. <laughs> other three options for names were... Make America shitty again because now it's like <laughs> it's brown. <laughs> well, if it's not very good, I think we could change <laughs> yeah. the name. Uh, or juice we can believe in because that was a change we can believe in was Barack's like slogan. Uh, so to I take like away uh, Trump's slogan, replace it with Barack's. <laughs> yeah, I liked one and three. <laughs> Make America shitty again, <laughs> as if we need to try hard. Uh, yeah, right. I know. So the mixing, amazing. I like yours. Right? Yeah. Wow, I had some troubles with some of these, but I, yeah, it's like ninety five percent Guinness. That's, that's the full spectrum. Right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Full Pichu colors. pale all the way to uh, Alien or Xenomorph. Like a nice cider down here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> got the juicy end. Because ours are just like kind of orangish at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine's for sure mixed is, a yeah. little bit more. Definitely get the. Uh, I can smell the Nipa in it. Nipa, I can for sure Nipa smell knows. the Nipa. Ooh, yeah. Orange juicy. I'm predicting, and I could be very wrong, I predicted the name of it, of <laughs> last week's episode when I said, uh, all cream, no sugar. All right, mm. all right. So I'm predicting this one is going to be like a chocolate-covered orange. Mm. Be a, I like chocolate oranges. Uh, nitro juice stout. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay. Mm. What, what did I taste? <laughs> mm. I like it. Definitely not chocolate-covered. No, no, it's just that juice really... Is the, the juice main flavor. cuts, yeah. It punches through it pretty, pretty <laughs> easily there. It's very reminiscent of that zombie dust for sure. Yeah. Where, yeah. Because <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like the IPAs and specifically the New England mm-hmm. ones have like those really intense citrus, mm-hmm. and that's kind of cutting the those unique 
notes out where you mm-hmm. get that hard cut of you know citrus or hops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taken away a little bit from. Yeah. From that, but that that's distinct too in New England on its own. So yeah, this is kind of um, bringing it down closer to like a dreamsicle type of right. taste, um, or a not a dreamsicle that you would know from like the store, but like a off brand one or a homemade <laughs> one. Yes. You know, you're trying to just you know you found uh, Pinterest and you're trying to make your own. <laughs> it's kind of it's like it's very creamy. It's smooth. And it's got a lot of that orange flavor. It's a push-up. Yeah, push. Ooh, a push-up. <laughs> I miss push-ups. Old Bob quote. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, this is... God, these are all unique. It's, it's so that difficult. That was the goal, to get like different styles from everybody. And yeah. Kind of... I like it. See where we end up. Uh, what was this called? I'm going to try to see what... Yeah, while you're looking at that, can you let me know what I rated it? Yeah, you gave it a 3.75. Oh, I didn't like it as much as I thought. It's Tail gave it a 4. I gave it a 4. It's 40 IBU, so it's oh, yeah. around Zombie D, but made with Belma Mosaic and Citra Hops, Bacon Juicy, a Grapefruit, Lemon, Pineapple, Mango, Tropical Fruit Bomb with a Hint of Bitterness for Balance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate this higher than... Than your old one, yeah, this juice by itself. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely enjoying it, and it is going down very fast because of how smooth it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's dangerous. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and jump at this. I'm gonna give this probably a four and a quarter. It, I like the smoothness. I like how fast you said it was going down. Um, it still has that flavor. You know the orangey flavor, mm-hmm. and it's not. It just feels like there's you know lactose in it, like a mm-hmm. a creamy it lactose. It it's like a orange milkshake or yeah. like milkshake IPA or whatever they're calling them these days. Yeah, yep. I gave it the same score. I gave it a four point two five. I thought it was just slightly below the zombie dust version, just because I liked the flavor of the zombie dust. Over the flavor of the Make America Juicy again. Yeah. But, man, I am enjoying the way this blends together. Right. I think it's delightful. It definitely improves upon the original. That's for sure. Based upon some of these other rankings. I mean, the average that it's coming out is about a 3.5, 3.75 for most people. Um, and me giving it a 4. Pale gave it a 4 also. Yeah. Uh, we had that one on draft, I remember. But I think it was a little bit bitter because i was reading some of these other things that wasn't juicy enough for like some people there is a bitterness to it oh mm-hmm. that's different than most of the new england's that we're so used to this definitely puts it back up to yeah. the actual new england style so it literally does improve it so since i gave it a four i have to go one click higher oh. since the normal one so i got to do 4.25 <laughs> i don't want to put it up there as zombie dust but it, it's unique enough with the the new england style like a, a darker new england mm-hmm. You know, I I really liked it. Um, New England style are probably some of my up and coming favorites because I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I really like the like hazy. The, you get the yep. flavors of the IPA without the right. bitterness of it, and uh, kind of smoothing it out was a little bit different. But I liked it. You know, wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Uh, to be as nice, I'd say probably four would be good on my end. 
Yeah, we, I, like, we I like how you saved your head there. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> you just got the cream left. I would say a lot of the times, like when we first started drinking Nipahs, that was the exact same thing that we we said, that people like this beer because it allows them to drink IPAs mm-hmm. if they don't like the IPA flavor or they don't like the the bitterness of the brute of the idea. So, All right. Back to the list. Number 10. Uh, this one's a newcomer. We talked about him last week. This is Jan Rog. Uh, personality. I thought he was a smug douche. <laughs> yeah. But then you know who Jude Law is. Yeah. It's yeah. fitting. Yeah. Uh, I, he's a very skilled fighter, marksman, leader. I mean, other than having Krill, uh, Kree blood, there's not that much more. To his character, mm. he's got those he's got weapons. weapons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his purpose is to just be the the man. Really, he wanted <laughs> to be what you know the the the, the leader, the the main yeah, guy of Kree, right? A whole lot. And like the really only strength he had was you know having Captain Marvel not know who she was. Yeah, <laughs> having, having that <laughs> dampener and, thing and, on her neck. inhibitor. Yeah, because right. other than that, he's you know. Standing against probably the strongest character in the MCU right, right now. Right. Yeah. Um, his idea was to get the Tesseract and, you know, give it to the Supreme Intelligence. And like you said, the part of the plan was to keep Carol under his wraps. thumb and say, don't use your power control or whatever. Yeah, trying to get her to control her power, but that was the problem. They were trying to control her power they because were she was super power. powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one, uh, we were blacked out when we were when I rated this, but I knew who it was. Oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah, I I put it at thirteen. Judging by all the other like powers and stuff, I was kind of like, oh, that's a little too much because he really, the only strength that he had was he was just tricking her. Yeah, he was literally no use. He couldn't do anything against her, and that was the problem. Like nobody could stop her. Judging by the end of that movie, yeah, so. my ranking was strictly based on him being an interesting character and different, yeah. Yeah. and like the twist of it all. Yeah, I mean, the plan control a powerful character, you know, the whole mind control and everything. So mm. it, it goes good, but it never works. Exactly, <laughs> it, it will always backfire. But I mean, it was a good plan. You can't waste her. You know, just kill her right there. Yeah, do something with that. So. How did he know she wasn't going to remember? <laughs> he kind of just like, oh, oh we'll take her with it. And then could have been his trust in the Supreme Intelligence. Uh, yeah, it could yeah. yeah. And but... it's just a, I don't want to say like an ode to how just how, or, you know, how powerful she really is. Mm-hmm. To where this is, you know, the Supreme Being and she can withstand it. You know, that's just like another testament to the scope of how powerful Captain Marvel really is. Yeah. yeah. Number nine. Ronan the Accuser, or the Acquirer, as we found out. <laughs> Ronan. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. Uh, his personality was... It's kind of like a brute-forced jughead type. Yeah. yeah. It, it, he's basically a Loki retread, in a way. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go uh make a plan with thanos and then backstab him once i get right. the thing that i want yeah but it was it was a spur of the moment backstab because he was he he wanted thanos to help him destroy 
the Zand- scroll Zandar. or Xandar and the scroll and all those people. And then he found out that what Thanos wanted is could make him him as powerful as Thanos. Or he's like, why do I need you? Yeah, I don't need you. So it wasn't like, yeah, Loki's more. Of course, for the moment, like, let me trick you. But he usually has things planned mm-hmm. out. Wait, yeah, steps yeah. ahead. Where yeah, Ronan's like, oh, power. Let's do this. <laughs> I want. <laughs> yeah, so his power, other than like we said about Yan uh, Rog, is the Kree abilities. Mm-hmm. He only gets his powers once, once he has the, the power stone, and he has like an army. Like he's yeah. kind of like third. Yeah, in yeah. Line we, we discussed. Like that. Yeah, he's uh, so he's got like minions to do his bidding. They even said the supreme, the supreme intelligence said that he's the most powerful uh, being in the Kree army. Person, you know, the Kree everything yeah. like. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty good. I liked him as a character, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't help or doesn't hurt that that movie is also very good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely, he's fun. I thought he was fun. Like Lee Pace did a really yeah. good job. And they do enough to create that character without with in a world where they're also mm-hmm. introducing Star Lord and Groot yeah. and all these characters. They still are able to put a villain in there that's not just a villain. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Stop stop that. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we got an eight for Dustin, right? Yeah, I put an eight. Yeah. And a twelve for Keith and a thirteen for me. Yeah, it's just didn't like it, Dan. I w- I've never been a Ronin fan, yeah. <laughs> just seeking the power. It's like, oh, I want power. Yay. Yeah. I just didn't like him. He was dick. <laughs> that's, I, that's I liked Lee Pace's character. I like Lee Pace. Yeah, Lee Pace in uh, the Lord of the Rings. I liked him more than Orlando Bloom. So, <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that they brought him back. Yeah. Like I, that was very unexpected. I did not know he was cast in uh, what's the movie we just talked about? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> no, anything? Yeah, I don't know. I, the only thing I can say is this is more echoes of the last episode but seeing kind of the two sides of the Kree mm-hmm. yeah because you know, yeah. if you just watch Guardians you think there's, there's like weird hustle people and, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but, and then you get to see personality and actual people and Captain Marvel where they kind of flesh out the Kree a little bit but. yeah that's the best part about Captain Marvel I think mm-hmm. number 8 the Red Skull Captain America the first Avenger um, I think this is too high on the list. I think like <laughs> the movie's good. His character is all right, but he's very powerful. He's got the super here, uh, the super soldier serum in him, the original purpose. And if it weren't for Captain America, he probably would have taken over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's eight, obviously. So his personality, um, Eeyore or, uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, Hugo Hugo Weaving yeah. I couldn't think of his name I just remember his characters um, Agent Smith Agent Smith Strangers. He He I think I I honestly think That his personality Was one of the better The the one thing that like Yeah Put him above yeah. Like he's a great actor Yes Yeah So They're of great. I think of the Cookie cutter Or the boilerplate Villains He's the best one Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like that he is like a comic book character come to mm-hmm. life. Like yeah. he's like pulled straight out of the pages. It's, mm-hmm. He's like goofy, over the top, and all that. And I I like that about his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if greed is the right yeah. uh, driven for but it was more of a desire to continue growing his power. It wasn't like he's needed more power. He just thought that Hitler wasn't doing everything that he could be doing. He wanted to be a god. So I guess greed would work in there. Yeah. But I feel like there's more, there's a better word, word for that. Extreme greed. Yeah. Extreme greed. Yeah. And then, of course, he gains access to the Tesseract and he makes the weapons. And that was basically his plan to take over the world. And then Cap foiled it. Yeah. He doesn't, like, use the Tesseract to its abilities. Like, he makes, like, guns out of it. Like, yeah. laser guns. But... Yeah, uh, like I said, I gave him eleven. Like, I didn't, I didn't care for the Red Skull at all. I think it more is like just the character yeah. of the Red Skull is mm-hmm. interesting more than the way he's used. Yeah, That's how yeah. I ranked that one. Yep. Uh, Ghosts dropped my list. Number seven, <laughs> Ghost. Spooky from Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, we talked about her a couple weeks ago when we talked about the the movie Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, her personality didn't shine. There wasn't much. She, yeah. she was just—it just showed that she was in pain all the time, like yeah. really. And that and was her reason for. That's doing why everything. I ranked her pretty high because, yeah, the purpose and everything else. It's like she's trying to save herself. <laughs> I'm like, she's doing everything she's an she can. Relatable right. villain. It's like yeah. I understand what you're doing. She should have reached out, got more help, and it's like the instead of just going her own route, where she just starts. She's been in out. pain right. for her whole life or since she was seven or eight or whatever. So she's just kind of grasping at whatever she can at this point. Yeah. But you can't blame her. It's like, you have to survive. She went to uh, Lawrence Fishburne for help. So she Mm -hmm. did reach out for help and now she's, he, he wasn't doing enough. So now she's going on her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's part of that group of uh, understandable villains Mm -hmm. like uh, Killmonger or, uh, Thanos in a way where you can understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from with why they're doing what they're doing. Or is it Pierce? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, definitely Pierce too. Alexander. Um, so, but, I mean, uh, overall, I, I think that uh, she may have been a, a key part, but I don't really think of her as the main villain as mm-hmm. much as... She was just an instrument to it. I think right. that the the main conflict was the FBI. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I couldn't put the FBI as the main. I know, but it, I don't rank know. them pretty high. the The problem with that it's it's a comedy, and so you yeah. don't really have right. a villain. It's not. Yeah, it's you a have, misunderstood. Right. Yeah. Kind of like a misunderstanding. Like yeah, you have your inconveniences. Yeah. FBI is an inconvenience. Ghost is an inconvenience. The Walter, fact that Walter Goggins. yeah, the fact that he's on house arrest and they have to go try to get uh, Janet out mm-hmm. is an inconvenience, and so I mean that's a whole like plot. And, and <laughs> the villain is the quantum realm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. like they try to rescue uh, people from the quantum realm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the number six, ego. ego. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's the personality right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's really yeah. all you have to say. Yeah, uh, ten out of ten personality. Right. Yep, I loved ego. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, his power. He's a god. Mm-hmm. Uh, purpose. It's right in his name. He's got an ego. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Right. And so his plan is essentially just produce an offspring to have a... So he can... Yeah. Not a whole 100% celestial because 100% celestials can't do much. Mm-hmm. But if he can get a, a demigod, then he yep. can... or Feed off that power to take over and yeah. become the universe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's really strong and really fun. I really like this character. But there's a lot better ones up there obviously we have our five to go mm-hmm. but as a as the next tier bracket i thought he was super strong yeah and the movie was stupid fun like it's a, great, I it's can, a fun movie i can watch all the guardians, guardians no and in general it's just a fun yeah experience. Yeah. uh james gunn is back for number three Ooh. yes <laughs> last episode well two episodes ago we kind of hinted at like he, they're using the script but he's not allowed to film it and then like Three days later, they announced that he will yeah. be back to, to direct. So. Yeah, that kind was... of figured it would happen because they thought we can't do anything without him. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, he created so. that franchise basically. So like, kicking yeah. him out just some based on something he said on Twitter is yeah. I stupid. mean, the way our society reacts, mm-hmm. gut reaction yeah. to what happened. Oh my gosh! And then you know, there's can't... something else going to happen two days later, and everybody forgets. Exactly. Not like you forget, but it's like okay. Yeah. Let it calm down a little bit. Yeah, but we're excited about it. Absolutely. Definitely. We're excited about it a beer. I am number beer. three. Beer volume three? Beer volume three. <laughs> yes. uh, do I have a name for this one? Name? What did I yes. give that to you? It is it's <laughs> on a piece of paper. Very dramatic reveal. Black and blue goes in. Wait, let me... Th- what did I call that? <laughs> oh, black and blue... Ghostness. Ghostness? Ghostness. Oh, I was going to say, whoa, we had a black and blue. Wasn't that a blue moon? Black and blue. Yeah, ghostness. Oh, so it's a Goza. (gasps) We're doing a sour Guinness mix? It's going to be crazy. Fuck this world. All right, we're taking a break. Welcome back. Um, so I think I cut Andrew off when I clicked the pause button, but he yelled "blueberry." <laughs> so I'm gonna throw that in there. I try to throw it in before you. Okay. All right. So we have the what? Would you decide of the game? Uh, the oh. ghostness. Ghost. Ghostness. Ghostness. At the end of that. Yeah, I was trying to type it. You did too, Seth. So Whatever hybrid of. <laughs> Goze and Guinness. Ghostness. Ghostness. I like Somewhere the, in the middle. I, th- I think I like that name more than it was explained because yeah. you're like, <laughs> yeah. Gozeness. What? Gozeness. Ghostness. So, yeah, we have ourselves a blueberry goza from Triton. 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 Okay. <laughs> Triton. They're in Lawrence. Triton. Yeah, they're in Lawrence. Uh, uh, Indianapolis, or Indiana? Indiana, Indianapolis, essentially. I uh, just go about five minutes from my old dwellings. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So Lawrence is uh, a lovely place. <laughs> it's it's getting there. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we mix. Uh, this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be Guinness and a sour. Mm. Um, again, Noah has the best mix. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whatever number you were on that number two board. Number two gets the best pours. <laughs> you can see like a nice, like even. Yeah, section. it's so pink right there. Ugh. Yeah, so the uh, goza pours pretty pink for being a blueberry. It's like a nice pastel. Well, 
pastel pink there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe some orange in there. Could be from mixing, but yeah, yeah I mean, it makes sense. Blueberries kind of uh, they, there's sort of a pink they have hue like to a purpley it. color, and they yeah. mix water it down. Yeah, yeah. So yellowify it. It nah. smells sour. It's, yeah, it just smells a like a thing. sour. It doesn't smell blueberries. It smells like I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not super prominent, but you can definitely smell it. Yeah, like I've had the dust was just like <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Yeah, uh, had had this beer before. Well, the sour before. Uh, me and Andrew went and we did a flight of mm-hmm. each, essentially of all the beers. And I had this leftover from Pale and Ice Aquaman episode. Go back and check that out. Yeah, that was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I can actually say that and be correct. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it was this year. It was this year. Yeah, in January. January. It was December extended. <laughs> that is true. It, it I get really a was. hint of blueberry. Yeah, I don't. The no, longer I, don't I really go, taste it. yeah. But I would like to waft it, but my foam is up. To I the know edge. you try to spin it all. You're gonna spill it. Break up the colors, uh, the flavors. All right, here we go. Oh, that's odd. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is very metallic. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Oh like God! Chewing on some foil. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is terrible. It is. <laughs> Save the best for the last. We did not. Yes. Uh, have you ever, uh, when you were replacing your uh, outlet covers, and you accidentally put your finger too far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, crap! You have that metallic taste in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking right here. Oh. I don't the... know what it that what. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Is it like cutting through the Guinness and like breaking apart some of the flavors in there? Or? Yeah, it would be nice to know the science behind it. It's a vibranium blueberry. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've gotten anything close to that. That's like, this is so <laughs> weird. The second sip's different than the first. I got more gose on that one. You definitely get used to that metal taste. Yeah, but the initial. (laughs) Well, we might as well become goats and start eating the can. (laughs) Golly. I knew this would be unique enough. I'm like, I have to try this. We got to try this one. (laughs) I guess maybe sours weren't meant. The more I taste it, the Guinness just falls apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm tasting less and less of the smooth. and. (laughs) Yeah. the sour wine taste of the gose comes through. I need an adult. <laughs> I definitely do notice the blueberries the more I drink of it, but mm-hmm. it's like awkward tasting. It's very awkward. Yeah. Uh, Pale gave this beer alone at 375. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith at 350. My wife gave it 375, but she likes sour, sour beers. Uh, Chris Leland gave it a four. He knocked it down from his usual fives. <laughs> so it must not be good. Yeah. Uh, Saf at a three. Hannah at a three seventy five. Patrick Doherty at a four. And I guess I didn't check it in because I didn't see my rating as hmm. the you check ins. But I had it with you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just, just thought it was too much shit. You didn't want to like be mean because you you know you're not a fan of it. So yeah. why be like oh I don't like ghosts. Here's a two or something <laughs> like people do about other beers. All I think out of a lot of the ghosts is that this one's was tolerable. That's why I gave it a high ranking. 
but it yeah. was like drinking wine mm-hmm. more than anything. It's definitely but a it wasn't... acquired taste. Oh man, I can't finish yeah, sure. it. <laughs> Not because I have to go somewhere afterwards. I just can't do it. <laughs> Super metallic. Yeah. Well, it was worth a shot. Yeah, it was. It was fun. <laughs> it's fun. That's I what gave I you wanted. A five so. out of creativity. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess I like we're... the name at least. <laughs> no, I do like the it was name. More too. fun coming up with that. I do like the name. Um, since I'm not putting this in the system, then it's not gonna really matter. Probably 275. Mm. Yeah, the metallic, but it levels off, and it's it's just pure gose. I mean, as Noah was saying, not to steal his thunder, but it the Guinness falls apart. You're yeah. right. You just it does nothing. You're for right it. back where you started. Yeah, there, it's maybe a little bit smoother, but it still has like that crisp sourness to it somehow mm-hmm. it's like getting stronger as i go <laughs> yeah, no, it's getting more powerful <laughs> but who knows what type of chemical reaction we're now drinking <laughs> we just developed poison just developed mercury that we're just <laughs> drinking into our bloodstream right now so Keith, what was your score i'm gonna write it down for oh this uh you didn't say one did you no i didn't three Three. Yeah, I'd say three and a quarter. Just because I think the Gose on its own would be all right. But Guinness really doesn't add anything to it. <laughs> I think it just makes it worse. It does. <laughs> yeah, I went with Dustin's score like I usually do. I give it a 275. I didn't think it was quite a three. It is interesting. And like the blueberries, all right. It's just not really appealing to me. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Alright, now we're down to the top five Marvel villains. Number five. I thought this said blue gooseiness. <laughs> gooseiness is more like it. <laughs> Number five. The Vulture. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Michael Keaton. I would have kept going, but I don't remember that actor's name. In I don't know his name. He's in all those insurance commercials. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he is part of the, I get where you're coming from crew. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's super hardcore. I get it. Just trying uh, to provide for the fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, you know, he hit a gold mine. It's just like exactly what all of us would do if we... We're in an industry where we were getting shit on, but we're making ends meet, and mm-hmm. then we come across something that's not illegal, and you're making money off of it, and it slowly mm-hmm. drifts towards the illegal side. I probably would continue doing it. It's kind of like the. It's very relatable. The Breaking Bad formula. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the his personality. Because I think. He's the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. <laughs> I think, yeah, his personality is, like, on point, like, with what you would expect. Uh, Vulture is usually portrayed by an old-ass man who's bald and, like, crickety. And... Michael Keaton's good casting. So, yeah, <laughs> he fits that bill I well. mean, he's not bald, but he's a great actor, and he's mm-hmm. old, and you kind of get where he's coming from. And yeah. He's good at playing a bad guy or a good guy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I don't know the purpose, like, Revenge on New York or Tony Stark as much as... And all the other characters, like the he's doing the cleanup. He's making all the money off of Tony Stark, right. yeah, and taking revenge on him. Just to, it seems like a very light 
um, light enemy. It's almost like he wants to be powerful enough to prevent something like this from happening to his town. Right. It's kind of like, is my town. And I think he has a lot of issues with the shield and the, the cleanup crew mm-hmm. more so than, you know, oh, Tony, but you got to throw the shade at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he does mention Tony Stark's name yeah. at some point. Quite a bit, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes after his plane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's kind of like trying to beat Spider-Man in a way, just going about it the wrong way. He's mm-hmm. trying to make like improve his town but he's also like selling weapons to bad people on the side right yeah i mean tony did that too exactly yep and then he learned from his mistakes and became a good guy <laughs> so yeah overall i think he's just based on michael keaton i think is where this villain lives yeah like mm-hmm. <clears throat> he just does such a great job at portraying him that and he's, you know, it's something where if you were in the same situation you, you feel like you could do it yep. or you would have done the same so it's relatable mm-hmm. it's not I'm bad, and I'm the opposite of you. So. Right, yeah. Uh, so it was a 7, 6, and a 4, plus whatever ranking they had uh, brought them up to a 5, which I think is a pretty fair. Definitely yeah, it's kind of like five. right in the yeah. middle of us. Yeah. Number 4, Hella. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, played by Kate Blanchett. Her personality, she's fun. Her she character is. is fun. But of course, uh, everybody in that film was fun. Yeah, that was yeah, just a that good was a fun movie, movie overall. That was probably one of the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely the best Thor movie. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, power of God. Yeah. yeah, there's not much more to say about that. Yeah, purpose was... Well, <laughs> She's hella strong. Sorry. <laughs> hella strong. Uh, her purpose, recreate Asgard and her image. I don't... I think the the main purpose was for her to continue forth with what Ragnarok. Created yeah. for yeah, yeah. That was kind of mine. Yeah, what that was. But there's right. more. There's more of the Norse. Hela is the one. Is the the daughter of Loki, and she sets things in motion for the mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Because her and Odin were kind of bad, taking over, and then she, he yep. decides to go good. Go good, basically, and then mm-hmm. banishes her. So now she's coming back and trying to fulfill yeah. that vision. Right. Which is, you know, spits in the face of Norse mythology yeah. where she works with Sotor and, and this one, Sotor is against here. But I get it. Uh, her plan, she maroons, you know, Thor and Loki and then she just destroys and takes over Asgard. So I thought her, I thought she was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, she wasn't, she was like, a, I think I rated her like an over six just because mm-hmm. so much time is spent on mm-hmm. so, car sitar whatever and she doesn't really have a chance to be the villain in the movie right it's more of like a finding a discovery for thor in this film too like my favorite scene out of all of it is so what are you the god of again little brother Mm -hmm. Hmm. and then that's when he you know wakes up and yeah like lightning everywhere and his eyes glow all that well his one eye at that point (laughs) (laughs) good job Number three. Awkward silence. Thanos. The Infinity Awkward Silence War. Yes, he created a lot of awkward silence. (laughs) About (laughs) 3.5. The end of that movie was all silent. (laughs) Mm. Personality, he kind of douchey. 
<laughs> yeah. Self-righteous, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But better than now. Mm-hmm. I'm a god, even though I'm not a god. Oh, that's but, why I like Loki's line: "You will yeah. never be a god." Right. Yeah. Uh, he definitely had a plan uh, to wipe out half the population. Uh, there's real research yeah. about this type of stuff, and it's kind of like eugenics, but eugenics was more targeted. But this is more of like a population control. Uh, we're going to run out of resources, mm-hmm. and there's real people thinking about this stuff and talking yeah. about this stuff. So, yeah, it comes from a place of reason, you know, mm-hmm. so you can't say it's just... It's happened to his home planet, so he yeah. kind of knows from experience. So he's trying to do something about yeah. it. But they definitely humanized him. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. To to see, it's like the fact he that... has a point. He's not wrong, but there's better ways to go about right. doing yeah. things. And so. they do add you know, some emotional levels to it too. Like when he goes to get the soul stone, exactly, and you realize you know he actually he does, does love care. somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his purpose, his main thing, yeah, his planet everything uh his power is other than ungodly strength because of you know whatever type of race he is and i think they char- uh, characterize him as uh like part titan mm-hmm. even though he's from the planet titan but right. you know it's like part almost as very powerful being in the universe uh, but his main power is the infinity gauntlet yep they said the marvel said they could he could defeat hulk without any of the infinity stones so he is essentially like one of the most powerful beings in this mm-hmm. universe. Yeah, and it's just then when he has all six stones, then he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all he has to is put work. a hammer in his head. Oh wait, yeah, he should have so gone for that. Missed. We had one, one, and three. <laughs> oh yeah, I See, grew into that one. I'll explain my one ranking. It's like out of all the villains, he, he succeeded. succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Yeah, so I think so it, far, it so fe- far, right? It, he fell back to three because of the the rest of the the numbers, right? And, well, and plus my score was a three, <laughs> right? <laughs> it kind of ended up where I wanted him to. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't just we went off that. It's just yeah, all right. All the right, all right, the right. the total plus our stuff and averages out. It, it did that way. Plus, I like who's in front of him because I put him at a, a where he is and it worked out. <laughs> Uh, well, my top three are the top three. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that being said, number two, Eric Killmonger. I loved him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. He's like the probably the most relatable villain of yeah, all. Yeah, but of them. we don't relate to him. We can't right. relate no. to but him. But we yeah. can get like I've we can understand. More understandable. Yeah. yeah. Not Arguably, to, wasn't a villain because what he was trying to do was objectively, yeah. and then, you know, mm-hmm. a good idea. And then T'Challa ends up pretty much doing his idea. Yeah, <laughs> like, they do. I mean, he man. doesn't give guns and stuff, yeah. but he gives his ability. He brings vibranium to the world and yeah, stops th- hiding. It's essentially he's doing what Malcolm X and the Black Panthers mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you know, fought for arming. They're brothers exactly. and sisters, and stop letting them get stepped on. Yeah, and so the line at the end of the movie is very powerful. I even cried at it mm-hmm. when he was dying, and he said, "We could take that out. We could save you." He's like, "Yeah, but my, you know, my, what, my parents or my cage? grandparents or whatever uh, knew what they were doing when they jumped off the ship. It was better to die than to be kept captive mm-hmm. or something." I was like, "This mm-hmm. motherfucker is real." Yeah. yeah. And, like, you can see it in Chaz Bosman's face. It's not just his character. It's not even just Black Panther's face. You can see it in his face. That mm-hmm. that, that that scene was just super 
super powerful. And I'm happy it won all those awards mm-hmm. at the award shows or yep. Oscars. It was or nominated for like Best Picture. Yeah. First Marvel movie to ever do that. And uh, first Marvel or first superhero movie to have a soundtrack item win an award too. Mm-hmm. So the King mm-hmm. is Dead won. Uh, an Oscar award. for Best. Yeah. Like best the score. Uh, I think it's best hip hop uh, album song or something. Mm-hmm. Something a weird category, but it's <laughs> right. for it to be in a movie award. Yeah, um, but I mean, his personality was. I feel like we could talk all day. We can have an entire episode about Killmonger himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but his personality is just uh, super. In the show, the flashbacks of him when he's a kid and like mm-hmm. him. With mm-hmm. his father, and like you see why he's doing what he's doing. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. very well done. Um, and able to do this in a yeah. Black Panther origin movie, basically. I mean, he was in Civil War for five minutes, but... Right, right. I mean, his power, other than the, the Jaguar suit, uh, just essentially trained. Yeah. He's a trained assassin, trained Green everything. Beret or something they said? Yeah, mm-hmm. he had the skill set, and he basically did everything he could to, mm-hmm. to be better. Thoughts on Eric? I mean, we can go like that. Yeah, we could go on. He's great. Uh, I put him at two. I put him at two. Did I have him? At three. three. Yeah, three. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> and then the number one villain of all the world is most people's favorite character ever. Yep. Yeah. And that's Loki. Loki. So he's in Thor, he was in Avengers, and he was in Thor Dark World. Uh, he was the main villain in Thor and the Avengers. Yep. Other than the Shatar coming through mm-hmm. and people fighting the Shatar, but, uh, Shatari, but he was the main person that brought him through. He had the best uh, personality in both the Thor and Dark World. He right. Had he pretty was... much close to the best personality in the Avengers too. Yep. Even though yeah. I liked, you know, the Iron Man, Bruce Banner, we have a Hulk type of. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a coming to age, but Loki is the best. Tom Hiddleston is the best. He's great. Yes. And then Thor Ragnarok, you have him kind of taking the hero-ish yeah. route. Like, mm-hmm. he still he has his villain tendencies, but you can see him kind of mm-hmm. coming to terms with what he needs to do. And then into Infinity War, you have, like, a well-rounded character. Right. Yep. Uh, his power, he's a trickster. He's a <laughs> god. You know, he, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the purpose he basically he wants to prove himself because he's in the shadow of his brother but he's lied to all his life he mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. he's not frost yeah he's Whatever. a frost giant frost. Yeah. he's a baby of the frost um and then his plan is just to take the throne and then he doesn't really want the throne though he just wants to he just thinks he deserves it so he yeah. wants it <laughs> yeah right. so yeah i gave him i think i gave him a four like as as yeah. As enemies go, he turned into be a hero. But I thought like Hela and Eric Killmonger and Thanos were a little bit higher than him. But as it turned out, he's he's Loki, and he's worthy enough of his own spinoff, which is coming soon. Yeah, it's just a fun character to <laughs> yeah be around. Like mm-hmm. I would rather watch him in if I had to watch a movie just based on any of these villains, I would want to watch a movie based on Loki. Yeah, I think sure. just the diversity he brings is because he can play both sides. Yeah, and you still end up blanking him regardless. Yeah. For anti-hero sure. type deal but so it's a lot of flexibility can still be bad that. yeah right all right well that wraps up kind of anticlimactic we kind of knew where that was going <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know but it's fine <laughs> it's it's totally fine that's our top 20 and pretty much the last five is interchangeable 
at this point, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think any, like the way we separated sections, any of them can kind of yeah. go in, any in spot. that area. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But stay within that area. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Agreed. Ego right. might get, drop into the top five. Yeah. That's true. That's absolutely true. He's the only floor. Because we could even pull Killmonger out and say he's not the villain. True. Mm. And Loki's not really a villain. Yeah. <laughs> he's true at this point. <laughs> so. Um, so, rank the beers. You want me to go? Yeah. Real, what real, a, real yeah. quick. So, the number loser is Blackberry Gosa, whatever mm-hmm. that was called. No shock. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Based on the scores, I don't know if you want to add the names into this to change the scores or just go based off of We'll just go off the scores right now. Okay, then we have the All Cream No Sugar at 3.75. We have PB&G with a 4. We have Make Ireland Juicy Again at 4.19. And Dark Knight of the Living Dead at 4.5. 4.5. Nice. Keith always wins. <laughs> uh, naming you bring wise, zombie dust I bring zombie dust. Areas. I'm going to win. So that was he a has the Infinity move. Gauntlet. That's true. <laughs> what was your favorite name of the five? Uh, I really liked uh, the New England. Uh, what was it? Make Ireland Juicy. Make, our, make Ireland Juicy. Yeah. I had two good ones. <laughs> I sound like a dick and pick my own, but I like the all cream, no sugar. Honestly, so yeah. I was gonna go with that too, just because yeah. it was like a spur of the a moment. spur of the moment. Yeah, I like that one. That's, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, so that's pretty dope. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, well, let's wrap it up. All right, that was good. What we got next month? Anything special? Uh, no, I don't think we have anything, anything planned. <laughs> we don't have anything planned yet. Oh my god! We have like four episodes recorded that haven't been released. I think anything April. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anything April. Until Done. next time, drink up and geek out. I was gonna go for it, and then I just proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Make America Barack again because <laughs> he's like half black, half white. <laughs> <laughs> I would have nixed that name. I know, that's why I didn't use it. And you can edit that out.